Hello and welcome to I Am Not For Everyone. I am your host, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to be running the alphabet each and every episode and picking a super juicy loaded word, giving you all my thoughts from my perspective as a biracial mom, wife, trauma professional, business coach, and doctorally prepared nurse. Look, nothing is off limits in these episodes. We're going to talk about sex, money, health, relationships, all the things. And I'm likely going to drop a lot of F-bombs. So if that's not your style, this is the point you're going to want to exit. If it is, though, I'm super stoked that you're here with me. And I hope that through these episodes, you start to realize that you're not for everyone either. And that's a really fucking beautiful thing. So sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Welcome to today's episode. Today's letter is C for coaching. So there were a lot of C words that I was thinking of choosing of various levels of appropriateness, but I chose coaching today because I think that it's one of the areas that I get a ton of questions around of what a coach is, what they do, why you would want to hire one. And I want to really just provide a lot of clarity here for people who are in business, for women in business, because I really, as a coach, obviously, I think coaches are great. And as someone who has grown her own business to the level that I have, I think that having a coach and knowing how to choose a coach and pick a coach for yourself, depending on where it is that you want to go in your business, what you want to do is so important. And so I want to kind of walk uh, walk us through that today, really what a coach is, how I got into coaching, how to pick that coach. And then if you're interested in um, hiring me as a coach or hiring another coach, how to go about that. So what is coaching? You know, coaching is one of those things that is a, it's an ambiguous term. So really anyone is able to call themselves a coach at this point. It is a profession that is not regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. And so what that means is, is that you don't have to have a license or a registration or a certification, a degree, any sort of proof that you have what it takes to be a coach. So very different than my career as a nurse practitioner, right? I'm a registered, licensed nurse practitioner, meaning that the state has approved me, credentialing bodies have approved me, And without those things, I cannot work as a nurse practitioner in Ohio. And every state has different things. Well, coaching is the exact opposite of that. So anyone and everyone can call themselves a coach. And there are lots of different places that people do coach. So you can have life coaches, you can have financial coaches, you can have, you know, sports coaches, which is, I think, the one that people are the most familiar with. You can have a business coach relationship coach, sex, love, and dating. There's actually certifications out there to become a sex, love, dating, and relationships coach. So a coach is simply someone who helps you identify what it is that you want to do, where it is that you want to go. They help you figure out where you are right now and kind of what's keeping you stuck in this spot. And then they help you bridge the gap. So that is what a coach does in any area. So if we think about this in sports, right? If my kid wants to make the varsity basketball team and he's pretty good at basketball, but maybe he needs help with his free throws or his layups or something like that, his defensive skills, I'm going to find someone who has education and experience and the skill and talent to teach to be able to help my child. So those are the three big things that I look for 
when it comes to a coach is what is their background? Like, do they have training in the area that they are going to practice in? And what I will say is this, I value experience and your ability to like show me that the work that you offer works way more than someone's training. Because as a professor of nursing for several years, what I will tell you is this, when it comes to education versus experience, I have educated hundreds of future nurse practitioners. And at some points have had students that scored incredibly well on their tests, but from a practical standpoint, really struggled to be effective nurse practitioners. They had trouble talking to patients. They had trouble implementing their skills and doing procedures. They struggled to connect with their colleagues or to follow directions. And so education is great and training is great. But if I have all the education and I can't coach my way out of a paper bag, I can't coach you at all, that's a problem. So I think education is important, but especially in something that's unregulated like this, it's just really not as necessary as you would see in other places. In terms of experience, I think that's really where I like to, when I'm interviewing someone to decide if I want to coach with them or if I'm going to recommend them to a client or to a friend, it's really like, how, what are your results? How well do you help people get results? And so testimonials are really great to get feedback from other people who have worked with that coach. And I mean, like legit, I'm going to call up your client and ask how they're doing. Like, I don't just want the testimonial that you have in a quote that like Joe Schmo could have written for you. I want to talk to one of your former clients. One of my favorite ways to find coaches is when I go into somebody's space and I'm new there maybe in their Facebook group or on their website. And I see their people, the people who've worked with them, recommending them or raving about them. That's always a really good sign, especially if I look like their client. If I look like their former client and their former client is where I want to go, where they're at the level I want to get to, that's a really great sign. So when it comes to what a coach does, it's really looking at, From this education and experience standpoint, when they combine those together, are they then able to translate that to you in a way that serves you? Where one of the things I see with coaches, and I think it's one of the places that a coach can kind of become a not so great coach, is where they say it's my way or the highway, right? Where I coach you and if you don't do things the exact way that I've laid them out for you to do, this isn't going to work for you. I'm not going to work with you. And that is one of the most frustrating things that I see, because especially as we are starting to understand that literally everybody's brain works slightly differently, for us to really approach this in a trauma-informed way as coaches, we have to be able to see our clients as individuals and let them try things on, let them experience what it feels like to do it our way, and then also fully encourage them to have the freedom to try it on. And if it doesn't fit, to tweak it to change it and to even take it off and say, you know what, this doesn't work for me. I need something different. And I'm a big believer in, as a coach, empowering your clients to be able to say, hey, I've tried this your way and this isn't really working for me because usually my clients have just interpreted something I've said slightly differently. And there's just a small tweak we need to make so that what I've given them will work for them. And every now and then it just doesn't. But making sure that 
if a coach is coaching effectively, what they're doing is they are allowing for that wiggle room for you to figure out how to apply what it is that they're teaching you in a way that really works for them. When it comes to picking a coach, that education and experience piece, how flexible are they? Are they someone who's going to force you to do it their way or not? And then the other piece is personality, right? I have worked with some coaches that I don't particularly like, like I wouldn't hang out with them outside of our coaching sessions, right? But when we're in our coaching session, I love them because they're highly effective. They help me get to where I want to go. So I think personality definitely matters. You got to feel like you vibe with this person, but it doesn't have to feel like you're going to be besties for the rest of your life. I have had that happen with coaches that I've hired where I really, really like just loved them as people. And after we were done working together, we remained friends because I just really love them as a human. And it's really more about, am I going to be able to work with this person? Like, are we going to have a congenial relationship? Are there healthy boundaries? Does this coach set healthy boundaries from the start? And what I mean by that is, do you know their expectations of you and what they believe you should expect of them. Because if they can't clearly articulate to you, this is what I expect of you. This is the responsibility that you have as my client while we're working together. And if they can't then also identify what you should expect from them, what their role is going to be in the relationship, that is a big red flag. Because what that tells me is, is that this coach hasn't clearly identified their boundaries And so they're not going to be able to honor yours very well if they don't even know what theirs are. So that's one of the biggest things that I really look for is, does this coach know this is the rescheduling policy? This is the policy if you show up late. This is what you can expect from me to deliver by X date. And if I don't deliver that, here's the ramification or here's the follow-up. That is super important. And then the last piece is, do you actually need what it is that they're offering? And at the price level that they're offering it. Because when you're first starting out in business, or even if you've been in it for a while and you're making six figures, it can be really hard to invest your money in someone, particularly when there's not a guaranteed return on investment, right? Especially when you look at coaching that's outside of just business coaching. So like what I do, I call it business mentoring and coaching because I do kind of tell you what to do sometimes which a lot of coaches won't do. They'll say like, well, what do you think it is that you should do? They will be very detached from their opinion and their belief or their expertise. And they'll try to evoke your answers from asking you questions. And that's something that I absolutely use. But that mentorship piece is super helpful because if you're like, hey, Lee, how do I do this in my email software? And I'm like, well, how do you think you should do it? You're gonna be like, no, but tell me how to do it, right? So that's where the mentorship piece comes in. But even in that, if you're investing with me, the contract that you sign when you go to work with me doesn't say, oh, and by the end of this, you're going to make back your $6,000 or $9,000, right? It says that there's no guarantee on that return on investment. And so as someone investing with a coach like that, it can feel very terrifying, especially if what you're getting is an intangible thing, right? If you're hiring a relationship coach or a communication coach or a femininity coach or any of these types of coaches where it's particularly not focused on money 
or a financial return on investment, right? It can be really hard to to decide like, oh, is what I'm paying this person worth what I'm going to get back when what I'm getting back isn't a monetary value, right? And so something I teach the business coaches that I work with is like, it's really important for both parties to detach and release the pressure on the coach and the client to make back the money or to have the return on investment happen in those six months. Because countless times what I've seen happen is people will invest with a business coach and they will, you know, let's say that business coach costs $10,000 over the course of a year. And that client has only made back $4,000 by the end of the year. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't make that money back. If they were spending that entire year, which is a long time to only make back $4,000, I am going to say that. But like, if they were spending that whole year working on foundation, shifting limiting beliefs, really getting to why this client has had struggles in the past to make their business work, to allow their business to be successful, then if they spent 11 months doing that and the 12th month, this client just like gets it right and makes $4,000 in that last month, you could look at that entire experience and go, oh, well, she didn't earn back her money. So like that experience wasn't valid. And in reality, she needed those first 11 months to make the shift. Now she's made the shift. And so if she's just paid $4,000 in a month, the likelihood she's going to do that the next month and the month after that and the month after that is super high, right? So I always tell people when you're going to hire a coach, the money you're investing in is all of the potential return on investment for the rest of your business career. And I have seen people pay $10,000 a month for a coach. And what they're getting out of it is really the accountability piece, right? I just spent $10,000 to work with this person. And yes, they provide me with a ton of support and resources and strategy and mindset shifts and all of these things. But more than anything else, I'm calling myself to play at that $10,000 a month level. That's a no joke level, right? I personally invest $1,500 a month and have invested up to $2,000 a month in a business coach. And I have to say like every month, that's the investment that I'm like, yes, like that gets paid. Like that's a non-negotiable because I know that the level that I play at when I pay that coach every month is really high. And I also know that the caliber of women that I get to work with in that group coaching is incredible. And so I'm just now surrounded by this community of other women who are paying that same amount, who have these amazing businesses that I get to learn from and grow with. And so that leads into the offer piece of what is it that you're getting, right? Is this a, you have this person in your back pocket for 24 seven and you can send them messages at any time versus do you get two calls a month and you're not allowed to contact them in between? Is this a one-on-one program? Is this a group program where you're with other people and you're getting a little bit of individual coaching, but it's mostly just learning from the group and experiencing it with the group? They have differing benefits to them. You know, one-on-one is great because you can really deep dive into what your personal business looks like, what your struggles are, what's coming up for you. And group coaching is amazing because if you're in a group of other people who are at similar places in their business, sometimes during your group coaching sessions, 
they'll ask something or they'll bring up an issue and you're like, oh shit, I have that issue too. And I didn't even know I had that issue. And I wouldn't have known I had that issue if I hadn't been on this call with this person. So I love the group coaching slash mastermind, sisterhood, whatever word you want to use for it, for that group experience. And honestly, sometimes group coaching gets valued lower than one-on-one. And sometimes I think it's like the best bang for your buck because you do get that little bit of individual attention and you get to learn from all these other people that have different experiences and maybe differing areas of strengths and weaknesses. And you can pull from their knowledge and from their questions and watch them get coached and learn so much. So really looking at the offer of the coach, what am I getting for how much they're asking me to pay is a huge thing. And also there are coaches doing the exact same thing, offering the exact same offers that are charging $200 a month and $20,000 a month. And so it's really looking in at what level am I ready to play at and what level are they playing at? Because if I want to get to that level, then maybe it's worth that investment. My prices have actually like quintupled since I started coaching. And the reason behind that is because I now have hundreds of clients of experience to help my new clients. And I am really, really well versed in what it is. I have so much more knowledge and so much more expertise on how to help you based off of what I've just done over the last several years. You're also paying for that coach's personal development that they've done. Because one of my favorite things to do for a client is to be like, hey, this took me five years to learn. Let me teach you this in 30 seconds, right? You're learning from the mistakes that that coach has made. And you're also learning from the success that that coach has had because they can basically say, hey, I went off that cliff before. Here's how you avoid that. So you are paying to not experience failures in places that very likely would occur if you did not have that coach because they're able to kind of steer you along and be like, hey, you're veering off the edge here. So when it comes to really picking that coach, thinking about the energetic match, like, is this a person that I can really work with? Do they have good boundaries? Do I like their offer? If the offer is a gut yes, you're like, I want this, right? I need this. This is the thing I feel like is really going to take me to the next place. Not just what I think I should do, but what I really want to do, right? If that offer is a match and the price makes you want to throw up a little bit, like that's usually the sweet spot. If the price is completely out of your price range, you can be a gut yes. And it's just not something that is feasible. And I think this is one of the other places that you've got to really watch out when hiring a coach is I see this. It's an incredibly privileged standpoint to take. And it quite honestly pisses me off that we tell people, oh, well, if you really wanted this, you'd borrow money, you'd get a credit card, you'd ask your parents for this, you'd dip into your retirement, you'd find a way. That is, it's just privilege as fuck. Because some people can't get a credit card. Asking people to literally pull money out of their retirement is sometimes a very, very silly tax move. Asking people to basically bankrupt themselves in order to work with you is not the best thing to do. We can prod and be like, hey, I'm I'm hearing you say that this number just isn't feasible for you. 
is it truly not feasible? And one of the questions I like to ask is this, because I'll have potential clients say like, well, I have that tucked away in an emergency fund, but I want to save that. And I'm like, cool. I'm all about this having safety and security for your family. Like, I don't want you to not be able to feed your family because you're paying me. And also, what would happen if later today something came up and you had to use that emergency fund and it was wiped out and then tomorrow something else happened? And they're like, well, I also have this money over here. Or like, well, my parents did borrow 5K from me and they've been asking if they can pay it back. And like, I've kind of been, you know, avoiding them on it. And so that's a really great way to see, like your brain is telling you, you don't have the money, but if another emergency came up, it would be there. So if you've got a backup backup, then why not trust yourself here to hire this person who's, especially if they're a business coach, like literally trying to help you make more money and do it in a way that feels good, right? Like, why not do that? So if there's no other way, right? If you're like, well, if the emergency fund's gone or that $500 or that $1,000 isn't there anymore, like I can't feed my family, then the answer is no. Because if you need that safety and stability in order to be able to show up fully in coaching, then it's not fair of a coach to ask you to wipe that away to work with them. And that's just a personal opinion. Feel free to disagree with me. But like, there's a lot of people in this world And there's a lot of people in in America who would absolutely love to hire a coach who do not have these financial resources available to them. And so it's why I honestly offer partial and full scholarships to my masterminds, because if you're somebody who truly can't afford it and you're also going to work your ass off in my program and become an amazing testimonial and like we can both help each other out, I'm going to let you in. But a lot of times what I see is it's just the fear of spending the money which is a reasonable fear, right? Because it's it requires trust in yourself that you're going to show up and do the work and get the return on the investment. So those are my thoughts on coaching. It's one of those loosey-goosey games out there. I don't know how much longer the Federal Trade Commission is going to allow for this. And there are certification programs out there. So you might have a coach tell you, I'm certified by the International Federation for Coaching or through someone else. I'm certified as a clinical trauma professional through the Arizona Training Institute, which offers certification and coaching for people who have advanced practice healthcare degrees. So like there's so many different ways that people are going to have that certification. And that's why I love having this conversation because a lot of times it's the very first question people are going to ask. And it's the one question that will cause some people to be like, oh, I'm not working with that person. And it's probably the least important question. So asking yourself, does this person offer something that's going to get me to the next level? Is this price a stretch, but not a full on strain that's going to break me? Do I resonate with them? Do they hold good boundaries? Is there a contract in place? Do I know what I can expect to get out of this person and what I'm expected to put in? And then most importantly, just trusting yourself to just know, is this the right thing for me is super important. So if you are more interested in coaching, want to learn more and are particularly interested in working with me, 
I offer both one-on-one and group mastermind coaching for people. So my one-on-ones are typically on a wait list. So it takes three to six months to start working with me. However, I love getting people from when I do podcasts like this who are just like, oh my gosh, I listen to you. I want to explore working together. That is one of my favorite things. So that is an option. And then I do group masterminds. So I get 30 women together that are just total badasses who are ready to take their business to I don't even like to say the next level because sometimes people stay at the same level. I can't believe I'm admitting this. They'll stay at the same level. But what happens is, is we make it a fuck ton simpler. They'll still be making six figures a year at the same six figure level, but they're working 15 hours a week instead of 50. And then they grow more from there. That kind of goes back to the return on investment piece, right? Sometimes time is the best return on investment and energy is the best return on investment you can get. So yeah, 30 women together in a container that's super safe and supported. I have two support coaches that I hire because my thing is really mindset. I'm good at strategy. I'm excellent at mindset. That's my zone of genius. And so I've hired two women that are excellent at strategy and great at mindset to support you in that. So it really gets to be something where you get fully supported in all of the areas when it comes to your business growth. And we do it in a super fun way so that you get to grow a business that's enjoyable, that you like showing up to. When you wake up in the morning, you're like, cool, I get to go work in my business. This is awesome. And we really take out all of the extra stuff that you're doing that you hate or don't want to do. And we delegate it or just straight up delete it. And we have a ton of fun in there. So if that's something you're interested in, then definitely make sure you head to the show notes and click on the link for more information to get connected. Thank you so much for hanging with me for today's episode. Be sure to head to the app store and leave us a five-star rating and share with a friend or two if you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like even more content from me, then you're definitely gonna wanna check out my newest offering, the Pleasure Rebel Membership. This is a membership course unlike any other, and I am so excited to be bringing it to you all at a fraction of the price of what it normally costs to work with me. I always like to say that living a pleasure-focused life in today's society as a woman is an act of rebellion. So come practice your rebelliousness with me in the Pleasure Rebel membership. Doors close April 5th.